0: Welcome to Coach Talk. We've got a special guest here today. We've actually got a first here. You guys have been getting on us about bringing on more than just basketball coaches. So today we have our first football coach, Aaron Smetanka from St. Vincent College. Coach Matenka, thanks for coming on here joining us. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks again for having me on today definitely excited
2: to be on here today and talk with
0: you for sure i think with football season winding down really across the country there's a lot of seniors out there that are trying to figure out hey how do i get in front of college coaches and being able to bring you guys on here to really give them some information on that may help them in their recruiting process is what we're all about.
1: 2021 season is very different right now. Uh, It's probably going to be the most different recruiting season. Hopefully anybody's ever gone through. Hopefully we're not going to see this again in 2022. But right now kids weren't able to do summer camps like they usually are. Being able to go to schools, getting on campus, seeing in front of our coaching staff, being able to evaluate them and grade them, and then being on campus during a fall season. Um, Really, your big FBS schools are having fall seasons right now. But I don't... No, on their end, they aren't able to do anything as far as getting kids on their campuses either until April 15th, so at least at that point right now. So it is completely yeah. different because at this point we've already usually had them up for games, had them up a game day atmosphere, had them around our facilities, and now we're doing some in person and some on virtual. So it's, it's a mixture of the two. It really just depends on that state they're coming from and what our governor's rules and regulations are right now, as far as where they're allowed to, to come from, what they're mandated to do and what they have to do if they are coming on our campus going forward. But then on top of that, for those recruits, in 2021, how are you getting film out? Um, some of the kids right now, depending on that state, maybe they've played a full season. If they're very fortunate and lucky, maybe they played a half a season. Maybe they paid a very small partial season with a few games. Or maybe their season was completely canceled or postponed going forward. So it's just a different outlook really depending on the state. Um, I, I definitely feel bad for the ones out there that weren't able to participate maybe this season this year right now. But it, for those that haven't been able to, it's, hey, get your film, maybe from that previous season, and, and put that together and send it to us. So whether it be highlights or a full game, that way, we can get a good evaluation of how you are, and yeah, and your good plays on your high. How you are then evaluating on a full film throughout the, each play from one to the next. Is he a guy that's got a high motor? Is he a guy that's good and well conditioned? Does he bring it each play, or does he take plays off as as the sequence goes on from down to down? Is he a guy that turns it on and off whenever he wants to? So it's really evaluating that way. But then other way too, if you don't have film from this season, from your senior year too, especially for these 2021 guys, hey, maybe it's putting something together on your own. Hey, getting on the field and working on a three-cone drill, or working on a short shuttle, working on a broad jump, your 40, anything that's going to help get yourself out there in front of coaches to show, hey, this is my stature, right now, this is my height and weight a year later. Because a lot of guys could really drastically develop in size and strength from their junior year to senior years. And showing that in evaluation or maybe going on the field And doing some footwork and some technique drills specifically to that position you want to play in college is really going to help benefit you. If you're a receiver getting on the field and working on routes, getting somebody to throw you the ball so we can see how your hands are. A Quarterback, working on your drops. Three-step, five-step, seven-step. Boots. Play action. Anything like that you can work on to get your receivers out there. Tight ends or running backs you can throw to. Get yourself on some film. Offensive linemen, just working on if it's pass protection, working on run, anything like that so we can see your footwork out there. Uh, I know it's very different right now, but anything you do possible to put yourself on film to show how you are now from the current date, it's really going to help yourself out going forward in this recruiting process. And we want to work with those players any way possible. Another thing we've done is lots of virtual so, meeting with you, just how we are right now, They're virtually doing it, talking on here, talking about our program, talking about what we're doing offensively, defensively on special teams, just to give that player a better idea of our program and the system we're running here and see how they can fit into our system then going forward. So, we, we've been doing a lot of those things daily. I mean, each and every day, the, the talk with players from state of PA and surrounding states to, to help ourselves out. <laughs>
0: you mentioned it here and for those that don't understand what he was, what he was trying to tell you guys here is he just gave you some gems on how to put together a better video for college coaches. <laughs> so.
2: Sure.
1: Taking those little tidbits and hopefully can help out anybody going forward. It's Hey, maybe it's tweaking my highlight video that I could put my plays on there and structure it towards. Hey, that position I want to play in college. Maybe I'll, I'm a two way player right now. I play offense and defense, but I really am excited about playing maybe a defensive end position over a tight end position, and structuring your film more towards that side to help yourself out.
0: And I think that's very important and key. Is you've got to be able to show college coaches that you can play at whatever position it is that you want to play at, and in order to get recruited. I've got to be able to see you and envision you being able to play that position to even consider it as a coach and I think that gets lost a lot of times by players and parents because they send you guys videos of big runs um, big catches but I want to play cornerback and there's no video of them guarding anybody and it's like were you the one that just got burned or were you doing the burning yeah, and so it's yeah, it's definitely definitely uh something to take into note there. So the elephant in the room and everybody knows it is that twenty twenty one is a is a is a tough year. The NCA has basically said that these student athletes that this year won't count against them for a lot of
2: them. So how has that impact that you're recruiting for the next year
1: for our end um, being a division three school and for a lot of our players are seniors we do have a big senior class right now um, yeah, i'd say if we were more of a scholarship school division two division one fcs or division one fbs a lot of those schools out there the fbs schools are playing right now so they'll be moving on on their end Division one, FCS, and Division two that aren't playing, though, a lot of those schools, yes, they're going to get their year back and they're going to be coming back then for next fall. So I know they're restructuring as far as how many scholarships should they be giving out? Who's going to be currently leaving then and graduating in the spring and then moving on for their career path going forward? And what certain players are, are going to be returning and retained for that fall? So I know that's going to be cutting down the amount of scholarships they're going to be giving out this year. On our end, we're at Division three school at St. College. So we're a little bit different. Um, we don't have those scholarships that are bound on their end, um, And I know some of our players, they're looking to move on for their careers. So after the spring, after we have our spring season in March and, and April, they're going to be moving on at the middle of May when graduation's done. And we already have a uh, few players that already have job opportunities. So it's tough to tell somebody, hey, pass up a full-time job opportunity in the fall, and then maybe you might not have that job then after that and to stay and play an extra semester. I mean, yes, we'd love to have you here and play that extra semester, but we don't ever want to take away the fact that you just got offered a great job opportunity, and you should be taking that then. So we tell our players, take the job opportunity then. If you have it in front of you, that's the job you currently would love to be part of. Take that then. So right now, that's what we're kind of looking at. How many of our seniors are going to be returning then this fall and how many of those are going to graduate and move on and for their career path going forward. I would say right now we're probably around that 50-50 as far as players are going to return and players are going to move on with jobs. Okay. But you know, that could completely change by the time you get to the spring now too.
0: I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house, and I want you to come and join me every Thursday at 4.30 Eastern Standard Time on taking it to the house. I'm Dr. Steven Geherbin III, and I'm the co-host of Take It To The House. Come on out and join us. We want you to bring some hot fire. Thursdays, 4.30 Eastern Time, Taking It To The House. I want you to come with us. Take It To The House with us. You want You got a burn? Something you want to share? You see our Twitter accounts? You can join us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Come on. Take It To The House with us. You got that hot fire? Something that stands out that you just know had to take to the house? Let us know on our Twitter handles. We'll be more than happy to read it on air. We want to hear from you. Bring it. So you said something there just now. And yes. in my research, I was going to bring that. You guys did not play this, this fall, correct?
1: No, we did not. We, we practiced this fall. We were allowed to practice during the fall. Um, our players came in. Very different. I mean, usually they'll come in on a date that's set by NCAA. They give you a date to start and time to move in. So our players, it was different. We actually moved in on separate dates too to kind of structure and stagger the kids so they weren't coming in all at one time and on top of each other with the social distancing. this year. So we brought in a group of our underclassmen on the 13th. So our freshman players came in the 13th. And they staggered them throughout the day. So they had staggered move-in times on campus, staggered move-in times then for equipment. that really just was gear right now because we weren't in how much disorder pads this fall. So it was really just gear that they would be issued to wear. And then staggered times for their screenings, medical screenings to get cleared then to start our practice. So it was really different compared to usual. And then that Friday the 14th then, sorry, yeah, Friday the 14th then they came in and the upperclassmen were there. And they were staggering throughout the day, same with their moving, same with the gear they were given, and then their screenings. So it was really different. So we had two different days, multiple times that were coming through. We did two different parent meetings. I always like to have a parent meeting and a player meeting together. That way the parents understand, hey, this is what your sons or daughters are going to be doing then um, for this upcoming semester. This is what our practice structure is going to look like just so they're informed that they're up to date too, as far as what's going on with our football program. I like to keep yeah. them in a loop for things that we're doing on the field and off the field with our program. But then, yeah, we started and we had basically a three day structure. We had three days of practice during the week each week. So every week we'd go three days of practice, um, as our guidelines from our governor, our guidelines, from what our school, the regulations from our medical staff with UPMC, and making sure we're abiding by those throughout the time. I give a lot of credit to our players, honestly. Our players did an awesome job. We were able to get through 30 practices with the structure. It was very different because we did – with UPMC, you had to go practice with groups of 10 to start, and then you can bring them in together groups of 50, and then you could finalize and go group with your whole team together. So we were doing that. We structured it very well. And the players did an awesome job. I mean, they did the social distancing very well. They wore masks at all times. They were properly eating and drinking the right things to make sure they were staying healthy. And that's why we got through the whole process and every single practice without having to stop at all times throughout our semester. And that's why last week we got through the whole semester and finished right before Thanksgiving, just as a general with the St. Vincent college community. here, So I give a, A lot of props, honestly, to the students on campus, not just student-athletes, but the entire student body on St. Vincent College campus, the administration, and the faculty for staying on top of everything. So we were able to keep the kids safe and healthy and keep the faculty safe and healthy during the semester.
0: But you guys are on track to play spring ball, right? Like, y'all going to have a spring season.
1: Yes, as of right now, our first date for our first game is going to be March 12th in Bethany, West Virginia. That's at least our first date. We have a structured schedule that says we're going to have four conference games with a division. So usually we have 10 teams in our division and we'll break yeah. them up and we'll play a nine-game schedule that's conference and then one game that's non-conference, that's a 10-game schedule in a typical year. With this spring, though, they mandated, hey, you could play five games. So we broke our conference into two divisions, the North and a South division. Uh, we're in the South Division for it, so we're going to play four games. They'll be structured: we'll have two away and two home, and then we'll play our fifth game is a conference crossover game versus that other conference team in the North Division. Really, just okay. depend on how we see. So, if you see it out and you're the first seed, you play for that Pac Conference Championship at the end of the season, which would be April 23rd, I believe. It's going to be. So wow. it's definitely. Different. I actually really. I like the divisions, though, how it's structured. Um, yeah. You see that, yes, schools, Division One, they always have a conference championship at the end of the season, and they have the divisions come together for it. Uh, I, I wish a lot of other conferences would would break it down that way and do that. And Maybe one thing taken away from this pandemic could be that we could structure this going forward. I think this would be a great idea for our conference.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just sitting there thinking, that this may be something that they'll carry over for next year to uh, go forward. Division three school, PA, up there in all that cold and snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've been pretty good. We did did have one day of snow on Tuesday. I'm not going to lie. We probably got around six to seven inches, I'd say. But besides that, we've been fairly well, honestly, probably the last two to three years. We haven't gotten as much snow coming through, um, which, which has been great. I'd say as you go further north, yes, you're definitely getting more snow up in that direction. And you been, guys are looking for Pittsburgh,
0: Pittsburgh, right?
1: Right here. Uh, we're right outside of Pittsburgh, actually. It's a Latrobe, PA. So we're 35 okay. miles from Pittsburgh. Um, we, well, I don't know if I mentioned before, we host Pittsburgh Steelers training camp at our school. Nice. So they've been coming, they've been coming to St. and College for over 50 years. Uh, this was actually the first year that they weren't able to because Roger Goodell um, had every team participate in practices and training camp at their own facilities this year with the pandemic. So they'll be back again this coming summer.
0: So that's that's gotta lend well to facilities.
1: Yes, definitely does. So if this was a typical like a Zoom call I usually have, you would see the structure of the fields is all right behind me. So we have Our game field is Chuck Knoll Field, named after the legendary head coach Chuck Knoll on the Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, His is our game field. We have an all-defensive field then that we just use for defense. We have a whole offensive field we just use for offense. Then we have another turf field right next to that, really just depending on the weather and depending on what team we're playing. And then we have another three fields around the backside right behind um, Rooney Hall, named after the Rooney family, where the Pittsburgh Steelers players and coaches stay during training camp. So there are seven total fields on campus. The, That's the definitely got to
0: help with recruiting.
1: Yes, it, def- it definitely helps to have those facilities and have them around here. Uh, I tell the players, like, take advantage of it. I mean, you have the facilities, you have everybody here that they, they resaw the fields, they water the fields literally from the middle of May until they come throughout training camp. They're here every single week, and they wow. do a great job on it. We only touch our game field on game days. So last year we played six home games, which is a rarity. Most schools, if they have a 10-game schedule, they might play five and five. We were able to get through six, and the fields were in great shape the whole way through. I was going to mention for the players, too. like They're up here for training camp. They're able to work and help so they can work training camp. So last year, I believe it, we had eight players that helped with training camp and worked at training camp for them. So you're around – I believe I'm very biased being around here. Uh, One of the best organizations just in athletics general, no matter what sport it is with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and being around their players and coaches and seeing how they work day in and day out and put the time in. Um, And I think the way they carry themselves off the field, all those little things can help with our players. Asking them questions. What are are they eating during the offseason? What do they eat in season? How do they help themselves out nutritionally? What are they doing drill-wise? Hey, Ben Roethlisberger, you're a quarterback. What is, what is he doing with footwork? How's he working on timing? What are the little things that you can work on to, to help benefit yourself going forward? And I think those guys take advantage of those opportunities. It's a very rarity that you're going to have an NFL team on your campus and being around your players.
0: Definitely. And I'm just sitting here and it's like, the average fan doesn't know this about your college.
2: Honestly,
1: no, a lot of people, until you actually start getting to connect and talk, unless you're around the PA or Pittsburgh area, a lot of people don't know that from outside.
2: And,
0: and that's another reason why we like to do these is because information like this about schools and colleges is as student athletes try to make a decision on where they're going to spend those Pivotal four to five years of their life, understanding okay, what this school has to offer versus what this school has to offer.
1: So we, we try to tell the kids about, it. obviously, academics is first and foremost being a student athlete. I mean, the students got to come first with our guys because football lasts so long. No, no matter what level of player you're at, Division three, Division two, Division one, SCS, Division one, FBS, there's a very, very small percentage of those people being less than 2% of people out there play in the NFL. And then how many of those players at the end of that are having a full career going forward? But even the players that do have a full career at the end of the day, they're competitive. They want to go out and they want to go out in the workforce and work somewhere else or start their own business. So I said, at the end of the day, you you have to have a degree. So you need to be pushing yourself to make sure you do have that degree when you leave from here and you graduate on time. Um, And our school does an awesome job. Our career service center was with Miss Courtney Baum. And she helps really structure our guys to put them in the right career path with internships and job opportunities on her end, and she meets with our players and, hey, first coming in, your freshman, sophomore year, writing your first resume and tweaking your resume during your time, helping yourself out with internship, job opportunities, what you should be wearing for them, what do you wear on a typical day in a job setting? Those little things really help benefit our guys going forward at the end of the day, Um, and that's what's the main thing, is we want you to be set for a career path going forward, and we have a 98% job place right from our school. So for our guys, it's a huge benefit that Hey, you're gonna graduate, you're gonna have a degree, you're not just gonna be sitting around your house though. It's gonna be a degree that's actually gonna put you in a job at the end of the day, though.
0: And and that, in my opinion, is what's most important because having that 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 pipeline really, go to school, get an education, and know that you're gonna have a job at the end of the day is awesome. That's that's awesome and and I commend you guys on that.
1: Hey, thank you. Yeah, they do a, a great job on that and Our admissions department really works hand-in-hand with our players. Um, Heather Cabal is the director of our admissions department. She does an awesome job working with our players. And and Adam Bowser is our new athletic relations representative for admissions. and He does a great job of of talking to our student-athletes, their prospective student-athletes when they come in during the recruiting process and helping them with their applications, making sure they have everything done in time, their transcripts. And getting back to them, too, in a great timely manner so they're able to see, hey, I'm accepting on this side now. What are we seeing then from the structure standpoint with academic scholarships? And, and they do an awesome job as far as structuring everything from that point and, and communicating what majors do we have on. We have over 50 plus majors, and these are the ones where you could really move on for a great career path going forward. And with the whole school being a 98 percent, I think that's pretty easy from that point in time. <laughs> Surely really just what like, major do you want to get into at that
0: time? Those are numbers that there's not a lot of schools that can touch that. And that's definitely got to help you when you start talking to potential recruits with everything that you have to offer there. I, I just got it. So now, how long have you been at St. Vincent as the head coach?
1: So funny you ask. Today is exactly two years since I've been here.
0: Okay, so two years.
2: 2018,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> and you used to play there, right?
1: Yes. So I, I transferred in from Robert Morris University. I was there for three years. a registered and won, transferred for my last two years eligibility. Um, played here. I had a, had a great time. Um, we went to a bowl game my senior year, the first winning season with the rebirth of the program. Um, did get some opportunities at a pro day opportunity after that. I had to work out, I believe it was for 17 teams in NFL. Didn't get signed at that time, so I actually played arena for two years. Okay. Um, played in the Continental Indoor Football League, and we won two arena championships up with the Erie nice. clubs, and That was awesome. Um, and, and then got brought back in, and it was January 2015. Um, Steelers brought me in for a private workout, but didn't work out. Uh, didn't work out at that time. Decided not to go back to the arena. Decided, was was just hang them up, focus more on coaching in, and give guys a great opportunity to play the game here. Um, and then hopefully the big thing is moving on and moving on for a great career path. Uh, I went through the business school here, LSG Mechanic Business School. Uh, Dr. Gary Levin is the head dean, and he does an awesome job with jobs and internships looking for placement. And whether if you're looking in, in the United States, you're looking internationally, he's got a lot of great connections out there that no matter if you're just a student or a student athlete, that help place you going forward. And that's a big sell as far as why I transferred here too for my last two years. Wow.
0: So I got to be honest, coach, this has been very refreshing and, and, um, just the gems that you've dropped here. I got to be hard pressed to think that more students aren't going to reach out to you guys inquiring about, inquiring about St. Vincent. And, um, I appreciate you coming on the platform and uh, and allowing us the opportunity to one interview you, but two to learn more about your college. So we have thank about you, thank you very much. we got about four minutes left. I'll open it up to you to any closing remarks, and um, we'll
1: finish up. I just want to say thanks again, Steve, for, for having me on today. Um, there's two people I didn't touch base on actually that that also have backgrounds athletic are the two. Basically, the, the head president of our school is Father Paul Taylor, and he's actually the longest-tenured chaplain in the NFL. Wow. He's with the Pittsburgh so he he obviously, the big supporter of football, loves the game, loves being around it, and I think that's a blessing to, to have him and have our football program at Stevenson College back at the end of the day and to really help support our players from being around him. And our executive vice president is Dr. Jeff Mallory. And he's a guy that played at St. Vincent. He played professional overseas for basketball. Um, people like that that truly love athletics and love the games and love the helping student athletes at the end of the day is what I'm all for. And I know they're all for. And we want to be hopefully uh, accepting stool and a guide to put them in the right direction for their careers going forward. And uh, just blessed to, to be here at St. Vincent College. And, be able to have the opportunity to be the head football coach here and want to help student-athletes to to grow their path, no matter what it may be. If it's things on the football field with our team that we're doing with X's and O's, winning games, or whether it be just helping yourself out with internship or job opportunity or helping yourself out with your family, no matter what it may be, we have a very open-door policy here with our team and our program, and we love people that are going to be part of our Bearcat football family here at St. Vincent. And I just want to say thanks again for, for having me on today and love to be back on and talk with you any other times. Do you have any other topics and want to help out and, and be somebody that can help maybe help some players or student athletes, practice recruits coming forward learn about our football program.
0: Definitely coach. We will definitely add you to our contact list and get you back on again. Um, I, I think that, You guys have a program there that's got a lot to offer for a lot of students. And we've got some players here in Texas. They will travel.
1: Yes, I know how football is down here. You got some very, very good football players and some very good ball at every level down there in every division. Um, That would be a state that we would love to have players come up from Texas and be a part of our football program.
0: Definitely. Well, Coach, we're going to wrap this up right here. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you. And we're definitely going to have you on again another time.